Man must evolve for all human conflict a method, which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such a method is love. Martin Luther King, Jr. Hello and welcome to Light Talk with me, your podcast host, Lucio. It has been a while since I have been on air in this way, and I am so excited to be back. Now, something I would like to address immediately is resistance. When it comes to resistance, there has been many times where I find myself in a loop or a pattern within the mind, which means whatever I have decided that I would like to do or accomplish or achieve, perhaps maybe that means setting a goal for myself in the near future or distant future. I know on a daily basis, I would have to take responsibility and take action to making whatever that future goal become a reality based on everything I'm doing in the present moment of that singular day. A lot of times I find myself stuck in patterns and loops because of guilt and shame. Therefore, when it comes to resistance, I found it was incredibly difficult for me to move forward and accomplish something because of something I had done or said in the past that would allow me to believe a story of I'm not good enough or I do not deserve forgiveness or I was wrong and because of those creations of the mind, it actually stopped my entire physical body of moving forward. Now, something that I'm also coming into awareness of is we are moving at such a quick pace in this year of 2022, which elevates all of our conscious and it elevates our dreams and our passions, which also means the duality of light and dark both must exist. So as it turns out, the more that we face resistance in the face of adversary because of something dealt to us and our cards from our past and by the actions we chose, we now have the opportunity to take responsibility for it, to understand it, to dissect it and break it down so we are able then to move forward and let go of this haunting and overwhelming shame and guilt that we have placed upon ourselves, which stops us from moving forward. In my most recent relationship with a partner, I had realized Now, almost two years later, all of the trauma that had been embedded in my programming and the understandings of internalized racism based on how I grew up as a child. This has been such a profound awakening for me because In the past, I made myself wrong. I made myself bad. I made myself the enemy because of actions and because of words that came from my being, which I fully take ownership of. The distinction would be, why did I say or do those things in the past that would harm somebody? And it took very delicate reflection for me to understand 
I could only act in such a place if I believe or see things in another within myself. And it could be insecurity. It could be a lack of confidence. It could be this simple understanding that we are trying to exist in a world, or I'd say not trying, what we are doing is existing in the world. And because we are all sovereign and individual, any struggle that we see in someone else, we begin to create a story of whether that is something that is weak or whether that is something that is resilient. And at this time in my life during this relationship, I had fully believed that this relationship was going to save me, that this relationship was going to become the thing that lifted me out of the darkness, that this relationship of companionship would change my life and I would receive everything I've always wanted, a divine ultimate partner. Now, karma comes into play a lot because the reason that I am sharing this particular share of my journey of understanding this internalized racism is because it is incredibly important to heal the collective and also offer an apology where it is absolutely due. A major part of my understanding of being able to be reincarnate back in this lifetime and this plane is we might joke and say we didn't choose to be here, yet we are such fully developed conscious beings. There is no way in my mind that would lead me to believe that us being on this earthly plane is a coincidence. It would take so much of the individual to choose that belief or narrative to fully come into purpose of why they exist on this planet. The first date my former partner and I had, Nibiru, they had asked me to come over for dinner. And while I was so excited and eager, I also felt this large amount of nervousness in my body. And by the time I arrived to their place for dinner, we were sitting in silence, gazing at one another, and we're in the backyard of their home that we later shared together. And there was a string of warm yellow Christmas lights above our heads. And we had chalices of red wine. And in the moment of this exchange and silence, I began to echo the words, I'm sorry, in my mind. And right after I said that, it took me aback. And come to find out, Nibiru then spoke up and said, you know what I thought of right before you came to dinner this evening? And I asked them, and they said, you know, I had this vision that you were burning me at the stake. And it hit me so viscerally, I began to question, why on earth would I apologize to you? And why on earth would you say this about this experience that you saw of us having many, many centuries ago as what it feels like and come to find out for a long period of time, if we understand that when a tree crumbles in the winter and it decays and the apples have fallen and eventually before snowfall, when they go back into the earth, that seed of the apple 
is going to hibernate itself in the soil until spring comes and a new apple tree is formed, which means life is constantly in a cycle of rebirthing itself over and over again. The same way thousands of years ago when bodies were buried in the earth, eventually it will disintegrate. And perhaps centuries later, on top of that soil where thousands of bodies were buried, are new flowers that spring. And when you take those flowers from that garden and give it to a beloved in this lifetime, you are taking the leftover energy of whatever life existed years ago. So in this same sense, when we say history is repeating itself, it's because we have yet to learn the karmic conflicts that are allowing us as a society to be so far removed from one another, which is why we create structures of organized religion and classism based on jobs and locations of geography and where people live and how they sound and what they look like. In order for me to be able to have this type of context of some type of karmic relationship that existed in our past was only then able for me to exist and why I embodied internalized racism in exchange with my partner, Nibiru, when we were together. So let me share you the story of what I recently reflected on and how I've come to acknowledge, accept, take responsibility for, and take ownership on behalf of myself and my ancestors. So on my mother's side, they are uh, from Ireland, okay? So my grandparents' parents emigrated from um, uh, Ireland to Ellis Island, and they started with their last name, O'Halloran, and O with an apostrophe, Halloran. By the time they came to New York, they decided to drop the O and angelicize their name to fit in. So already there was a programming decided upon by my ancestors that in order for them to leave another part of the world, right? This planet, uh, and it's called different things because a government exists which is labeled countries and continents and, and states and cities. Because we have this separation, already did they decide that they were going to find a way to fit in. So the moment that they came to New York, they eventually started their family, and they had my mother and my two aunts, and then they decided to move to Texas, okay? So by the age of three, my parents were divorced, and my dad's side is an entirely Latin family, okay? My grandparents spoke fluent Spanish, yet at the time of them living in Jinx, Oklahoma, they were, from what my recollection has been of their stories and their share, is that when I saw their senior photo, my dad playing on the football team, he was the only person of color on his varsity team for football, and he was a darker melanin, which would be Mexican, not black. So already have I decided and understood that in this small town, people of color really only seem to stick out to me based on us being Latino, us being Mexican. And I was never raised to speak Spanish, even though my dad's ancestors, my grandparents were fluent Spanish speakers. So now I'm starting to understand that many years ago, in order for both of my different families to exist, they somehow had to find a way to fit in, to, to blend in and be accepted, which universally, I believe, is what we're all after and looking for is 
we want to belong, a sense of belonging, a sense of a sense of us being a community. Yet so many stigmas and and programmings are in place which allow us to continue this divide. When I was four years old, after my parents split, my mom lived with my grandmother for a while. We both did. And the movie I was absolutely obsessed with was The Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland and Ray Bolger, the entire cast. Anything that had to do with The Wizard of Oz, I became obsessed with. And of course, I discovered The Wiz with Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. And the entire film was another entryway into this magical land of Oz seen in a different lens. And this cast is an all-black cast. Well, once I started to realize that the internalized racism started to be programmed when I was four years old, when I was sitting with my grandmother, and I, I preface this by saying, you know, the work I'm doing spiritually is so minimal in regards to the amount of life I will actually live. However, what I have been doing is speaking with my ancestors and and I have been able to ask questions of, you know, what is the best way that I go about this? And the best way to go about this is the truth, is honesty. So here's the truth. I'm watching The Wiz. I am so enveloped with everything, yet my grandmother, when we're watching it, would show reflections on her face that were completely opposite of my own. And I didn't understand it. I did not get it. Because I could easily pick any movie to watch, and it was only the one that had an entire black cast where my grandmother would seem to be not as excited as I was. And I never understood why. And as I got older... As a child, I begin to ask my mom, why is grandma like this? And she reveals, well, she's racist. And for me, deep inside myself, as someone who had black friends as I grew up, it didn't make sense to me that someone could be that. However, at such a young age, when I would go to the grocery store, when I would go to restaurants, when we would go to the movies, when we would walk around the neighborhood, it did not matter what we did. Because when I was young, being shaped at a young age based on my environment, I would subconsciously program whatever my environment showed me, which meant me living with my grandmother who angelicized her name from Ireland, who then came to New York and then came to Texas and had her own internalized prejudice towards people of color, I did not realize how much that would create an impact on my life. During our relationship with Nibiru, when we were at the end of our breaking up or we're at the end of our on and off again relationship, there had been something that had occurred outside of our relationship, which drove me to my breaking point. I had discovered how severely triggered I had been and the ability that I had to continue acting in ways that were less than love because I was so rooted in pain. When we started to exchange, 
and this dynamic of an altercation that truly would become the greatest TMZ show of all time because of how raw and heavy it was. We were having a fight in public in Palm Springs and we were literally outside where many people could witness us and in my moment of my truth in that time that I now acknowledge and take ownership of is when we were getting in our fight, I looked at Nibiru and I said, don't mess with me, you're black. And in that moment, I could feel everything in me break. It has taken so much time. It has taken me two, almost two full years to be able to acknowledge this. Because I was so terrified that that's who I was. That that's who I would always be. And when I'm watching the Oscars and I see Will Smith react the way that he does and the way that media have portrayed it to be um, heroic for him and then it also to be terrible, I, I start to realize what we're really facing and looking at within people is we have yet to understand why our trauma is so embedded within our past that we continue to make these decisions and yet as a society, where have we on a global, on a massive type of creation have we been able to address all of these underlying internalized racism, uh, homophobia, sexism, classism, you know, men fighting against men, women fighting against women. We are now at a place and age where we're being punished for something that we're doing rather than having an honest, open conversation of where did this start? Where is the root and the stem coming from for you to be able to act in this way? And what type of healthy coping mechanisms can we provide to our community, to the people, for them to be able to move forward, to forgive, and to heal? Because at the end of the day, we have to absolutely understand that we are a product of everything we have experienced up until this point. Major, major programming starts in the subconscious and unconsciously do we begin to act from the subconscious if we do not choose how to consciously understand where we're coming from, why we're saying what we're saying, and why we're doing what we are doing. I rather than use this information because I hadn't learned it yet as a way to make myself wrong, terrible, and bad. I was so afraid for the world to understand that I was human and that I am also a product of my past and my environment. And only when I am able to fully acknowledge, address, and take responsibility for where I have fallen myself on behalf of people of color of brotherhood, of sisterhood, of humanity, will it always be the subconscious thought that this is okay? That it's okay. It can be okay when we are willing and able and ready to speak up, to step out, to change the programming, to acknowledge where we are coming from so we can forgive it, to heal it, and move on. And then do better. 
by those that we have wronged in that time space. This is now the opportunity for all of us to step up and realize your past is your past. If there is something to acknowledge, to move forward from, that would allow you the space to finally become free and show up in the world, my encouragement to you is be seen. Be seen. There is so much power in taking responsibility and acknowledgement and saying, I'm sorry. Nibiru, I am sorry. I am sorry for what I said for when I was hurt. Please forgive me. I love you. I would only hope and pray that you could see past the illusions of this lifetime as to why I said what I said because of what I'd learned at such a young age subconsciously that I later in life would bring to you. What I'm most grateful for is understanding how to move forward. And how to move forward is by taking action. And I could have convinced myself five million different ways as to how to deal with this personally within myself and speak to God or the universe or the angels and say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness. Yet the last conversation Nibiru and I had, they said they wanted a public apology. And that truthfully terrified me because automatically and immediately I went to a place of guilt and feeling fearful of how people would see me. And then I realized Nibiru asking me to do this was the most empowering way for me to acknowledge, take responsibility, and move forward with my healing. With my healing, unconditional love. With my healing, old patterns, old programs, old narratives, former ways of being based on other elders in my life. I take acknowledgement and responsibility for my ancestors and where they came from a place that was less than love. Today, my encouragement is that you find within yourself a moment of reflection to understand you are at the root and the foundation of all that exists, the embodiment of love. Whether it feels like it today, whether it feels like it tomorrow, it does exist. It does exist. Our minds are infinite with the possibilities to recreate and reprogram. Where are you in your life now ready to reprogram, to create new, so you can go out into the world and become better for yourself, your community, your family, your friends, your partners, and everyone that exists, and everyone who will exist after your time on earth when you finally disintegrate into the soil and become the new apple tree that some child will pluck from and take a bite and gather and garner all of your wisdom. I would love to end this in a prayer. And for those of us that do not believe in a faith, prayer simply is words exchanged for good energy, okay? So this is for the agnostic, this is for the atheist, and this is for the highly faithful. 
Spirit, I thank you for your grace today. I thank you for your ability to show up in difficult situations. I appreciate your ability to remind us that we are the embodiment of love, that we are at the root and foundation of all that exists, a higher form of unconditional love. Spirit, I I pray for all of those lives that have endured racism, marginalism, uh, prejudice based on who they are and what they are. And please, Spirit, I, I pray that for every soul, for every life that has lived, that has gone through such a challenging time at life where they are now finally at rest, that their souls and spirits may come back to this plane, come back to this earth, and help their own community find trust, find truth, and find strength and courage to prevail, to move forward. Spirit, I pray that we do become one, that we do become whole, that we are able to see our brothers and sisters exactly as they are, embodiments of love. And I pray that all of the old programming, old narratives, old stories, and every prejudice that exists completely is vanished and it finds itself towards the highest form of love. Spirit, I thank you for showing up today, for showing up always. And on behalf of myself, I apologize to Nibiru and the black community for any time or moment I have not seen you fully within love. Please forgive me. I set my intention to do right by you, to do right by your community, to do right by our entire community globally, and to show up the best way I know how. And the first way I know how is by saying I'm sorry. I love you. I thank you. And I send you the biggest energy hug in the entire galactic universe. Thank you. And we'll be speaking soon.